You Can't Sit With Me, hosted by Deanna Isfear. The irony of this podcast. It is called You Can't Sit With Me, which technically makes me the person to decide who is worthy to sit with me. And this week, nobody wanted to sit with me. And I'm really wondering deep down what it is that I'm doing wrong because I used to be the person that people wanted to be interviewed by. No one wants to come on the show. I actually have Lainey next to me today because this is my first ever solo slash schizo episode where I'm going to be talking to myself and I felt horrible. I felt very vulnerable. So I asked her if she would just watch me speak. But Lainey, now that you're on FaceTime with me, why do you think no one wants to sit with me? Because you just announced on Instagram that you wear deodorant and people think you smell. Yeah, but see, I think that people expect that from me. I really, truly believe that people expect me to just be a hot mess. Because if you've listened to the show, you obviously do not think that I have my shit together or that I smell nice or look after myself. Actually, that's not true. Tip of the week makes me look like I look after myself. About the tip of the week, I decided to be inspired by my friend Kenzie Elizabeth from the I Love You So Much podcast. She does a master list every so often. And as a self-proclaimed... LA basic bitch thought that I would bring to you my LA summer master list. So basically take this as a huge supersized tip of the week with all different categories like fashion, makeup, hair, all of the things. Before we get into the episode, I just want to remind you guys to join the Bitches Sit Together group on Facebook because this is where I communicate with my audience. This is where I chat with you guys about The Bachelorette, Vanderpump Rules, The Real Housewives. And also, I forgot to mention that at the end of this episode, I'm going to be answering some listener questions. I asked some people on Instagram and on the Facebook secret group if they wanted to ask me some questions. Didn't think I was going to get any questions. I got quite a few. Without further ado... I'm going to jump straight into fashion. Last week or this week, I can't really remember because the the last couple of days have been a blur since my trip to Miami because I still feel hungover slash tired slash overwhelmed. I did not want to get out of my house. I was doing my freelance work from home like a hermit. I felt sorry for myself. And Lainey said, we have to go to this event. It's a blogger event, which by the way, whole separate tangent. I'm not going to go into why I don't like going to blogger events and why I will never be going to a blogger event ever again. But, you know, Lainey forced me to go because she knew in that moment that she could get a good photo for me because she is the micromanager of my Instagram feed. And actually when she met me, she felt sorry for me and my Instagram feed. So that is the story of me becoming Instagram feed conscious. And so she told me to put an outfit together and I got a ton of questions on that photo because so many of you have been asking, actually a lot of you have been asking where my outfit was from and where my bag was from. So my tip for fashion for the summer, the must-have fashion item this summer is the YSL pink t-shirt that I was wearing, which plot twist is not from YSL. Okay. It's from Cole and Terry Vintage, but it looks exactly like a YSL and it's pink, obviously my color. I paired it with this see-through bag and it's a House of Harlow Revolve collaboration. It's called the Millie bag. It's a clear bag that I was wearing as a clutch. It does have straps, but I took the straps off and I wore it as a clutch. And it has some very cute silver, pink, green glitter detailing on the edges. Lucky for you guys, it is actually now on sale on the Revolve website. So it used to be $188, which I think is ridiculous. And it is now $59. And it's it's not like a 
premium, but it's not fast fashion. So I think this is a great price for a very fashionable summer bag that isn't fast fashion. And it's very on trend. We all like the clear bags. They're not very safe, though. I will say that. Moving on, I'm going to talk about my skin must-have for the summer. And so I got my hydrofacial done at the Glow Skin Care Spa today, which I plug in so many of my episodes. I love Glow Skin Care. Basically, Glow Skin Care is one of the many, many, many reasons why I still look like I haven't aged. They actually sell this amazing brand called Cosmetics. Not cosmetics, cosmetics. I wasn't trying to replicate the American accent here. And it's with a D. And they have this amazing lip mask. I tried it on and my lips looked like the... How can I describe the way my lips looked? They looked like the non-tacky Kylie Jenner. Yes, I've compared myself to Kylie Jenner. I've really reached rock bottom on this show. Makeup wise, okay, I get a ton of hate from my friend Lainey about my makeup because I always, I never have time for fucking makeup. And I know in my, in all my Instagram photos, I look like I do a ton of makeup and I really don't. The truth is I do very minimal makeup and then I go on this app and then sometimes I give myself lashes or lips when I don't have them. And (laughs) everyone makes fun of my BB cream because whenever I go out, I'm like, I'm not even wearing makeup. I'm just wearing a BB cream, which plot twist It's a CC cream. This is so annoying, okay? So it's a CC cream. It's the Arborean CC cream. It doesn't really have coverage. It just has a slight tint. It has SPF 30. Always wear SPF on your face every day, my friends, unless you want to end up like a dead leaf. Okay, my hair tip. I've spoken about this a couple of episodes ago, but I'm going to speak about it again. My savior, you need this, Lainey. It's the OA Rebuilding Hair Mask. It's all organic. It's so good. It kind of reconstructs the keratin around your hair it creates a shield around it so it you know it's heat protectant it's amazing and my hair is bleached as fuck it's chemically treated as fuck and so I don't want to be adding on to the already chemically treated state of my hair so the fact that I could find a very organic hair mask that also really nourishes my hair is amazing and just goes to show that I'm fucking epic at curating shit and people need to pay me to do this more, okay? Tech. I really think I have a disease with like compulsive Amazon purchases because I buy stuff and I receive it and I'm like, when the fuck did I order this? I don't remember. I ordered this thing from, not from Amazon, it was from an Instagram ad, which everyone knows you should not do because once you start clicking on those ads... It's just a downhill spiral. And I clicked on it and I bought this current wireless charger that is leather. It's white, beautiful leather. It's on my workstation on my desk. It's a it's a rectangle. One part of it, you just put your iPhone on it, even though you have a phone case. It works with phone cases and it just charges your phone really quick. And then on the other side, it's kind of a like a holder. I just hate clutter. I don't like having clutter around the house. So the fact that I can have this on my desk, I can leave my keys in there. I leave my you know, my AirPods in there. Like it just makes it so aesthetically pleasing, but it charges my phone without all these nasty cables. I don't like clutter. I don't like cables. So it is a bit expensive, but it makes your house look so cute and it's functional and it's practical and I like it. So that is my tech item for the summer that you need. Let's talk about food for a sec, okay? I get one, can I just say, one of the questions that I get asked the most on my Instagram is what is your diet fitness routine <laughs> which is just laughable at this point because 
I have never posted a fitness video. I have never posted a diet video for the simple reason that I do not have a fitness routine and I do not have a specific diet. I was introduced to a Persian ice cream place because I was actually recently adopted by my Persian family. They're called the Danishrads, okay? Um, I have the adoption papers ready. I'm super excited. I feel like this is one step closer from me getting my work visa because it's not going to happen via me getting a husband. <laughs> So my Persian family took me to this place in Westwood called Saffron and Rose. And let me tell you something about Persian ice cream. It's filling, but it's not sickening. It's very light and it's very fresh. And they had two flavors that I had and finished entirely and that I loved. The first one is a yellow ice cream and it's made of saffron spice and rose water. And it has pistachio in it. Oh, it's called the Persian saffron ice cream. You want to take notes of this because it's actually delicious and it's a very refreshing summer dessert. Okay. It's very Julia Espira Jason because my mom has never had a meal in her life without having dessert. The second ice cream is called, I don't remember how to say the name, Faluda. The dedication, let me tell you. So it's a white, more crunchy type ice cream that also has rose water and it has these kind of noodles that makes it really crunchy. So it's very unlike any ice cream that you've ever had. Very good, very refreshing, not too heavy. Everything that I'm listing on this podcast episode has something to do with Lainey. So, you know, you can't sit with me. No one wants to sit with me. I don't have friends besides Lainey. It all makes sense now. We went to Senespia, which I don't know if you guys know, but if you don't, you're not from LA and you're not an LA ho. It's an outdoor cinema by in a, in a cemetery and they play old movies or classics and and we went and watched Twilight which hello cheesy as fuck I know but it was really cool because the director and Ashley Green spoke before Ashley Green is so fucking cute by the way. Ugh, so annoying. And then it made me realize that 10 years ago, the standards were lower. I feel like it was before the Netflix era. We didn't have all these fucked up, unfiltered shows. People were just more open to the cheesiness of the film industry. So watching it now, like everyone was like, this is cheesy as fuck. Back in the day, we thought it was so cool. But one thing I will say, I have never liked, what's that bitch's name? Kristen? Kristen Stewart. I've never liked this bitch. And I have never, ever ever thought that Rob Pattinson was attractive. He's annoying. Books, okay. Um, I don't have any books because I don't read because I'm dumb. TV. <laughs> I actually have books, but I feel like if I tell you what the book is, it's going to ruin the surprise that I have for someone and I really don't want to do that. TV, okay. On my way back from Miami, I watched this Netflix show called How to Sell Drugs Online. And can I just say, it really made me want to become a drug dealer. Like these people made so much fucking money by just setting up a, a store on the dark web. Like what the fuck am I doing spending all this time trying to create quality content, curating all these photos, interviewing all these motherfuckers and I'm not making a dime and these bitches find a way to create a drugstore online on the dark web and they make millions of dollars. I'm bitter as fuck about it. I want to be a drug dealer. It's never going to happen because I don't do drugs and I know nothing about them. And if I did sell drugs, I would probably kill someone. But it was a great show. It was so nicely shot. And also, I love the way it was edited, which I'm all about because I like a twisted moment. Moving on to music, it's a destination that you must go to. And it's called Tramp Stamp Grannies, okay? It's 
this super cute piano bar in LA where you go, there's a bar, you have a drink and they have a piano and they have someone there who plays the piano and usually they'll play show tunes, which if you don't like musicals, don't go there. But they also play pop music from the 90s, the 2000s, all the songs that you will know all the lyrics to and you can go and request a song and people are just sitting with their drinks around the piano. You can dance, you can scream, you can sing to all your favorite songs, but it doesn't have to be like an awkward karaoke moment where everyone is going to basically know that, you know, despite all the autotune that you've had over the years as a past pop singer, you still cannot sing in tune. It's a great it's a great place. You will love it. I do hope you get an insightful takeaway from this episode because Mother Teresa strikes back. She wants to help the people. She wants to be there for the people and she wants to make sure that you live your best fucking life. Moving on to the listener questions because I'm actually cringing listening to myself talk for this amount of time. It's way too long. I asked a couple of you to send me some voice notes or some questions on Instagram and also on the Bitches Sit Together Facebook group. So there you go. Hey, Deanna, it's your favorite Australian here, Carrie. Um, Okay, so I have three questions. Question one is, with Hill's New Beginnings, are you team Steph Pratt or Spidey? Personally, I think that Steph is a freaking psycho, but tell me what you think. All right, question two is a would you rather that I heard on Stacey Schroeder's podcast and I thought it was freaking hilarious. Okay, would you rather swim across a lake that is filled with dead bodies or a lake that is filled with shit? Hmm. And lastly, question three, when are you going to be coming to Australia to visit me? Because I need to see you. Bye. Love you. Love Carrie. She's amazing. Three questions. Question number one, I think that Spencer Pratt and Stephanie Pratt are just as fucked up as each other. I haven't 100% kept up with The Hills and what's going on because I've been busy with my freelance work. But, you know, I've seen some of the previews and I've read the press, obviously. And yeah, I know that Spencer is trying to better himself and doing all the crystals and things. But I think it's time for someone to be the bigger person and to just say, you know, you're my family. We don't have to be best friends. You know, you may be toxic in my life. It's not okay to keep toxic people in your life, but at least be civil with each other. And it doesn't have to be that dramatic. Question number two, funny enough, I've actually heard that question on Stasi's podcast, which is very funny. And I think I would have to pick the dead bodies depending on how long they have been dead for this is such a fucked up question and people who haven't had the question before on previous podcasts will think I'm an absolute psycho but I think that if the dead bodies are still fresh I think I'd rather do the dead bodies question number three when am I coming to Australia (sighs) we all know that travel causes me a lot of anxiety and that I'm not the best traveler I really would like to come to Australia. I do say a lot of shitty things about Australians on the podcast because I feel that Australians always sound so happy and I don't understand where the happiness is coming from and I'm a little bitter about their happiness. But if they're all like you, Carrie, I would like to meet them and I would like to meet you. So let's try and plan an Australian trip very soon. So Delilah, who's also a listener of the podcast, asked me on a voice note, but you can't hear it properly. So I'm just going to tell you what she asked me. Do I ever question my sexuality and if I was attracted to women, which celebrity women would I want to hook up with? So 
The answer is no, I have never questioned my sexuality before. I'm definitely 100% attracted to men. That said, don't have anything against people who do question their sexuality or, you know, who are very fluid with their sexuality. I'm just not that way for myself. I can tell you who my celebrity female crush is and I think it would either be Margot Robbie or Eva Longoria. Let's move on to the next question from Stylish Angela. Hey, Deanna. Being someone who has interviewed many red carpet celebrities, what do you think of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills not wanting to talk about their financial relationships? As on the reunion, they say they don't want to talk about negativity, but they are reality stars. So why not talk about what's going on? Okay, so I have very mixed feelings about this because I'm European. I find it to be a very American thing to always want to talk about money. When I was in Europe, nobody was asking me, how much is your rent? How much was your dog? How much do you pay for this? And I get very uncomfortable in these situations because in Europe, especially in London, it's not really something that you talk about. You don't ask someone how much money they have, how much money they make. I understand that when you sign up to be a reality star, you basically sign up to tell everyone about everything that's going on in your life but I do think that some things need to remain private these housewives obviously get paid a lot of money to be on the tv show in the first place so we know that they are making money their husbands are obviously featured on the show but they are not the stars of the show most of these housewives their husbands support them but I don't think it is okay to put their husband's financial situation out there you know work and business and some of the businesses that they're involved with have nothing to do with entertainment and reality TV and being in the public eye. So I don't know if these two things should be mixed together, but that may just be my European mentality. I understand that when you're a reality star, it is also part of your job to be open about everything. But you know, sometimes when people have money issues and money struggles, they're just maybe not ready to talk about it right away. And I genuinely think that all the the press schemes and the media scandals that are involved with the housewives and their drama is completely ridiculous and very unrelatable. So, you know, I don't like it, but that's just me. And that's it. Very excited about this one because I actually got a male question. I thought that my audience was mainly females, but I was wrong. So there you go. How can a man impress you with whining and dining you? Very good question because... I'm not a huge fan of dates. I actually get very uncomfortable on dates. I've spoken about it a lot on the podcast. I think that the way to impress me with whining and dining, which has happened, is by being very confident and very calming. I'm someone who has a lot of anxiety and a lot of insecurities. It might not come across this way on the podcast, but it is true and it is very much there. So I think that if the guy can take control and can make it not awkward and has great conversation. I think that with any date situation, it is so important to keep the conversation going. So if you are taking someone on a date, it could be the best restaurant, it could be the best date, but you have nothing to say for yourself, it's a failed date for me. So, you know, if you're maybe shy with conversation, I don't know, prepare, like make a list of stuff that you think you want to talk about and be cultured, be aware of what's going on in the world, be aware of what people are talking about because you can never go wrong with, general culture. So now I'm going to move on to some of the questions that were sent to me on my Insta stories. I'm not going to be able to go through all of them, but I will read my favorites. One of the questions that I get a lot that I've been asked, and I don't know if you guys wanted me to keep them anonymous, so I won't mention your name. So I'll just read the question. 
I need to know how you keep your body banging too. Thank you very much for that. I appreciate the compliment. So what I will say about my body is that I wouldn't call it banging. I call it being strategic. So I don't really work out consistently. I will sometimes do a pivot from home, which is like a 15, 20 minute workout, which is very, very low intensity, very <laughs> low effort, just for lazy people who want to sometimes tone up if they feel a little jiggly. I have done Soul Cycle a couple of times. Like I just don't really consistently work out. But what I will say is my body, the way it is today, is probably leftovers from my days of training as a dancer. I do have a naturally flat stomach, which I know is so annoying and I hate myself forever admitting that, but it is naturally flat. So I wear a lot of crop tops because I know that I'm strategic about the parts of my body that I like to show. My butt, on the other hand, is a completely different story. It's not that firm. It's quite jiggly. It's not that tone. So with all the crop tops that I wear, I try to balance it out with baggy jeans and baggy shorts and things that don't really put the jiggly butt on show too much. So this is what I do. I think dress for your body type, be strategic about the stuff that you buy for yourself. You know, just because booty shorts that are really short are on trend doesn't mean that you feel comfortable in them. I'm not saying don't wear them if you have a jiggly butt because some people love that, but I don't feel comfortable wearing those things. So I definitely do a good job at using my best assets and dressing accordingly. The next question that I got is, would you ever consider being on The Bachelor? I know you would do so good on it. Actually, I would never consider going on The Bachelor because I don't think that it is the right way to find love. I actually think it's bullshit. Most people know it's bullshit. People who go there just go there for Instagram followers. And, you know, if that was something that I was interested in, just getting a bunch of Instagram followers, I would probably post fo naked photos of my butt, but I don't really want to do that. I, The audience that I have are people who understand me, who trust me, who value my opinion. And I think it's such a better connection. As you all know, I love connecting with my audience. I love interacting with them. I respond to all my messages. And so I think that is a way better way to build a platform and the longevity of a platform as well. So I don't think I would go on that. Also, I have to disagree with you. I would definitely not do good on it because I would speak my mind too much and people wouldn't like what I have to say. You know, if I don't like The Bachelor, I'm not going to pretend to like him. I'm going to be like, you fucking suck. So don't think I would be very good. Okay, who's the worst person you've interviewed on the podcast? I fucking love this question. I think this is one of the best questions that I've got on the show so far. I really hate to call people out on the podcast that way because the people that I have had on the podcast have all taken the time to come, made the effort to come and to, to answer all my questions. But I don't want to lie to you guys and I don't want to be a basic bitch who's like, every single one of my guests have been amazing. That's not true. So we all know that I had this bitch fight of an episode with Peter so it was funny, it was entertaining, and I got some good answers out of him. And I do appreciate Peter, I like him a lot, he's a very cool guy. But it wasn't a great interview, because we ended up just fighting for 20 minutes. And I actually had to cut a lot of the episode down, because we would not agree on who was right and who was wrong. And it was a very awkward situation for me to be in, because I've never recorded an episode where someone just called me a liar. So... 
that was a tough one for me. It was definitely uncomfortable. But you know what? I made the most of it and I actually had fun recording with Peter. But it definitely was a, an uncomfortable moment for me on the podcast. I will also say that it was hard for me to get some good answers from Daniel Francesi from Mean Girls. So he's a lovely guy. He's very funny. He's very talented. But it was an awkward situation again because it was a Zoom interview, which means it was basically like a Skype interview. So we had some audio technical difficulties to begin with. So that was not the best way to start the episode. And then it just was a little bit more of an awkward interview for me. He was great. He shared some great things. He took the time. He made the effort to come on the show. But I think I could have definitely bonded with him more had we been, you know, face to face. Have you been on any good dates lately? I'm going to be 100% transparent with this. I have been on a bunch of amazing dates recently, all with the same person. Um, That person took me on very thoughtful dates, on very fun dates, on crazy nights out, and on very lovely, interesting new adventures. So yes, I have. I've been having a great time going on those dates. I'm quickly, very quickly going to check the Facebook group, Jeremy asked me, how about what keeps you motivated? Advice you can offer. I think you are pretty successful and I won't go to the pill route for personal reasons, but everyone gets anxiety. And when you settle down after you meet a guy, how do you see it going? Or would you like being vague so you can go with it how you feel comfortable? I don't know, just things that I don't know about you. Possibly things you would tell me over some coffee one day. Ciao, ciao. Um, thanks Jeremy for the question I'm not sure I understand everything so what keeps me motivated the main thing that keeps me motivated is that I'm a very curious person and I love to you know I I know I've niched down a lot on the podcast I speak a lot about reality tv but I ask some deeper questions that don't always have to do with the gossip and the reality tv content so what keeps me motivated is that I'm curious I like to find out about people's interests and I like to people watch and observe and observe behavior so it's so interesting for me to get a new guest every time and find out why they think that way why they reacted that way on a tv show I also am a very creative person so I think that if I was only creating content for myself I would get extremely bored but the fact that I'm able to create it for other people who have completely different businesses to mine and completely different goals to mine keeps me interested in the stuff that I'm doing. The second question, when you settle down after you you meet a guy, you can stand. Oh, sorry, I misunderstood the question. How do you see it going or would like? When you settle down after you meet a guy, you can stand. How do you see it going? I think that oh, that's a very vague question. And it's very hard for me to answer the question. By the way, I'm reading the questions as I go. So I did not prepare any of these questions. I think that when I meet a guy that I can stand, that is already a very good sign because there are very, very few people in the world that I can stand. So I see it just going with the flow. I think it's very important nowadays to go with the flow, but at the same time, be very transparent with who you are, your concerns, the things that you like, and be very assertive about the things that you like and the things that you don't like because it just just prevents you from wasting your time. So this is how I see it now. I don't want to waste time pleasing someone that I'm not compatible with. And I don't want to waste time 
pleasing someone that I know I'm down the line going to get bored of or not going to like. So I think with the way I am today, if I can stand a guy, great sign, a big thing out of the way. I think it's very important that the values align and that you're assertive about what you like and what you don't like and that you are 100% transparent with you know, what you're like as a person because I think that the honeymoon phase is a myth. And I think that if you meet someone who's curious like you are and who's as fun as you are and who I think those the, the excitement can still be there for a very long time. This was a very different episode for me, a much more vulnerable one. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know how I'm going to feel about it. But let me know in the reviews, on the Facebook group, on my Instagram, anywhere that you like to interact with me. If you'd like me to do more episodes with your questions, with tips, I appreciate you guys for listening. And hopefully next week I will succeed in booking the guests that you all want to hear about. <laughs>